You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. This episode, we'll be talking about Creedence Clearwater Revival and their album Green River. In the room, I have Rob Hello. and Grady. Hi. Green River is the third studio album by the American rock and roll band Creedence Clearwater Revival, released on August 3rd, 1969 on Fantasy Records. It was produced by John Fogarty, and the genre is roots rock, swamp rock, and country rock. After the success of Bayou Country, producer and primary songwriter John Fogarty would continue his run of great songwriting in this second of three albums re- recorded and released in 1969. The band worked tirelessly shunning the drug scene and breaking free from the drawn-out San Francisco psychedelic jams with a straight-ahead, stripped-down southern rock and roll that sounded gutsy and refreshing to critics and listeners alike. This album improves on every element of the predecessor Bayou Country without losing any of the edge or mystique that makes CCR great. Fulgerty's growl can be heard over toe-tapping tunes in which an ominous presence always seems to be lurking. From the somber Lodi about a down-and-out singer, to Bad Moon Rising's warnings of death and unpleasantness, to the undercurrents of Tombstone Shadow and Sinister Purpose. The album keeps the blues-influenced rock accessible, but with grit. Bad Moon Rising and Green River both peaked at number two on the U.S. charts, and many consider Green River the best CCR album. Alright, what do we think of Green River? My CCR. Um, interesting you called it a, a growl. I heard it more as a shriek or cackle. Yeah. But, uh, Rob? Um, I, I stand by what I said with the uh, the first one that we did. I think that if you would have combined these two records and cut the fat off, you'd have had one great record. Yeah, uh, th- I kind of th- agree with that. This one definitely has more going for it than the first one, but, I mean... Like right now, we have Tombstone Shadow, Shadow. going in our in our, our headphones, and it, it's just a garbage dad blues song. Like, yeah, I actually wrote good. that. It sounds like a bar band. Yeah, it's not good. Um, it's not to say, uh, like you know, compared to the last record, which I think only had two songs on it that I actually enjoyed. Uh, this one has the majority of it. Um, but yeah, if you would have just taken. Proud Mary and uh, Born on the Bayou and replaced out Tombstone Shadow <laughs> and uh, Cross Tie Walker, you'd have a fucking perfect record. Yeah, in, in my humble opinion, uh, it. I bet they were fucking rad live at this point. Like, I, I bet that this was a super fun show to see. Um, yeah, I think that I think what probably propelled them more than anything was just that they were a stripped down and they were like, "Look, we're just going to play straight ahead." No frills, no nothing, and just 
go straight ahead with the the blues rock element and not have these like long drawn out solos and have some really good songwriting. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and, give me and, give and, me a second. I'm gonna let Nora. Out. <laughs> oh sure. Oh, and again, in the context, I mean, I, I get that this was refreshing to listen to after a lot of the crap that oh, you know the mid. And late 60s brought about. Um, so this is a breath of fresh air. You know, it's not particularly my cup of tea, genre-wise. Um, I think it's kind of boring, a lot of it. But there are some great songs on, on both of the the CCR albums. Well, and, again, there's two good songs on the uh, the, the former. And um, I would, yeah, I would agree that you you, <clears throat> you combine the two, um, cut the fat, and you're, you're looking all right. Yeah, because the, the songs that work on this... Are there, I mean, there, it's still like, you know, country, swamp, blues stuff, but like, it's so well crafted, it doesn't make my, like, it doesn't make my ears sad. Um, you know, uh, a, a song like Green River, I think is great. I think a song like Emotion is wonderful. Um, fucking uh, Bad Moon Rising, like, you know, it's been played to death, but I never get tired of hearing it. Yeah, yeah no, it's, it's a song. Yeah, every song. time it comes on the radio, I'm, yeah. I'm like... Turn it up! Yeah, this is this is... Just kind of like tap along, but it also, I thought it was cool that it all kind of has that edge, that delta edge of like making deals with evil, mm-hmm. the devil kind of lurking behind. Even though you're you're still kind of like snapping your fingers along. Sure, yeah, the theme the themes are are cool, and I don't know if that had really come into the white mainstream much. I mean, Doctor John was doing a thing. Yeah, I'd say Doctor John is um, is probably. Close but, to I mean, that. How big was he at the time? <laughs> he wasn't very big Not at all, man. Uh, <laughs> no, it didn't really take off until later. <laughs> yeah, turns out that hoodoo. <clears throat> I mean, I, I find a lot of Creed and stuff is it's pretty. I mean, it's, I think it, you know intentionally stripped down and bare bones. I just a lot of the chord progressions and stuff are pretty boring. Like yeah. I'll take the band over Creedence any day yeah, personally. I would but. say the songwriting though is probably the strength of the band is just John Fogerty's and his his kind of a. Uh, his delivery. Delivery. Yeah, as was unique. Yeah. Um, it's funny, they played, uh, I had read that they played Woodstock and he, he didn't like their performance and they they scrapped it for the movie. Hmm. They later released it, but he was just like, nah, this isn't one of our better performances, so don't use it. Huh? Even though uh, many people just said, oh no, it's classic like CCR. So it sounds like they were pr- kind of perfectionists. Hmm. Although when releasing three albums in a year it sounds like they were just like let's just write it sort of talking out of both sides <laughs> yeah, of yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plus they always do a cover although th- on this album i was very happy to see only one cover hmm. everything else is um is them Which? actually just john fulgerty what was the cover on this one uh nighttime is the right time oh for fucking yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's right and that's by Nappy Brown, uh, uh, but I think uh, I think Ray Charles did that. Yeah, Ray Charles okay. had done it. Yeah, the the song that surprised me the most on this was "Wrote a Song for Everyone." Like I thought that was super pretty and yeah. like just a a more like uh, heartfelt, laid back thing, but like fucking good, yeah, like, I, really, I, really good. I certainly that's one of my starred tracks yeah. from the album. What about in Lodi? Yeah, Lodi's Lo- 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 yeah. fucking awesome. Yeah, I was gonna say that's. That's probably what propels them a bit too. Is this uh, the sort of like band, the band, and uh, it gets more into that uh, uh, Neil Young territory mm. for me. Mm-hmm. 
when they have a little more relaxed, you know, not just straight ahead blues. Yeah. And I I will say his Fogarty's phrasing on songs like Lodi do really just bring it home. Um, Yeah. As as grating as his his shriek can be sometimes, it also has some fantastic moments. Just about a year ago, I set out shriek i know i i think i think personally they could have put this record in and left out uh the first one i would would say that too because they put the first one in for the two singles like because nothing else on that record is proud mary proud mary and uh born on the bayou yeah because there's nothing else on that record that like stands out as like a oh man what a cool track because it is all just like you know derivative uh swampy blues this one at least like stretches is uh his chops. Well, that is interesting. I mean, talking about his you know, sort of perfectionism with that Woodstock thing, and I wonder what the recording contracts or anything were. I don't know the the background of any of those on deals the, on the three those those albums. Why they were so quickly you know, released in succession? I mean, um, it 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 feels like the same way that that Jimi Hendrix. Like, I mean, you, uh, second you, record is just like you okay, split the, all of them. You split the solid stuff amongst a couple of other of albums with you know less stellar songs to it's propel a, the rest of it it's a way to sell it, it yeah. it's it sucks but I mean, we're, you know we're, we're coming here get paid coming, <laughs> we're, we're coming down as you know uh, from a high tower of being able just uh, <laughs> the luxury of all the time just to release only the most perfect pristine <laughs> tracks and all i have never written a bad else. song no. or recorded a bad song no. ever <laughs> uh i i think they just it was a I mean, they had the contract, and I think he just, they just wanted to be the hardest working. It was one of those things where I think he just wanted to be like the hardest working band. They just, they just were like, screw all this hippie nonsense. We're going to be the workhorse. We're going to be, you know, like those old country bands that just were road dogs. They Mm -hmm. tore every single day and just release as many albums. You got to respect that, certainly. Yeah. I mean, that's. That's an intense life, certainly. I couldn't get behind the song Commotion. Really? Uh, yeah, which which ones don't you like? Tombstone Shadow was just... It's just bluesy, it's yeah. Just, eh. Yeah, it's a bit bluesy. Um, please, I wrote, please be quiet, guitar. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do have a, to the say one that note the, solo on that one. Yeah, I do <clears throat> have to say that that guitar tone is not my favorite. No. And it's it, got that really almost shrill... Mm-hmm. Trebly oh, the di- starting, distortion. The start to commotion, I was like, oh, this is piercing. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the ones that we, we named, The Ballad and Bad River and, and Lodi are, are great tracks. Everything else I find to be pretty forgettable, honestly. Yeah. All right. Uh, I do have a, a good quote from John Fulgerty. Uh When they played Woodstock, he... <laughs> 
he was upset that the Grateful Dead played uh, before them. And he said, the Grateful Dead put the audience to sleep. As John scanned the audience, he saw Dante, a Dante scene, just bodies from hell, all intertwined and asleep, covered with mud. <laughs> That's, quote. That's great. It misses something for me. Um, maybe it's the fact that they're from... East Bay, That's interesting. <laughs> well, it's interesting. If you can get over that, that was a hard, you know, thing for me to look past. Where it's just like, oh, this kind of like Santa Claus isn't real. I, I mean, it's it's a it's a fun punchline. Ultimately, I don't give a shit where they're from or what they sing about if they do it well. And granted, they they do it well. It's just that their well is not my particular thing. People gave me so much shit for bitching about the Batman chord progression, but you're with me on it. The Batman, chord yeah, progression? Batman. Batman, 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 Batman. One four one four five four one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Huh. It's Batman. I, I see. People give you shit for bitching about it. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, there are certain <laughs> certain people in our lives that we run with. They that are upset when I point out that they're playing Batman. So instead of like the twelve again. bar blues or something, you call it the Batman. <laughs> Is it twelve bar blues? One four one four five four one? More or less. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, I, I do call it Batman. No, I love it. I just I, I was not familiar with that the colloquialism. Um, That's awesome. You can just slip that in there. Yeah. <laughs> and be like, no, not twelve bar blues, Batman. You're just playing Batman. I mean you gotta do something interesting to make one four five I don't know. No, it, it's occasionally super brilliant, all depending on inflection. It, yeah. it, it's it's one of the yeah. weirdest. I mean, when you, like progressions. when we were talking about those Hendrix albums, it was like, yeah, he's doing they those. Could, yeah, but yeah, I'll listen to Hendrix do that all day. But there's something else going on there. Yeah, um, that I just don't get from Creedence. Yeah, you gotta have you gotta have something. You have to have a certain charisma or a certain playing style or, or something to kind of bring something new to that well, and because I like, it's just been retread well and, and you know I, I feel that you need to be able to fuck with it at a certain point because it's so well established like all the blues greats you know have done what they can do with that sort of progression so you need to be able to add a twist or add something else and the swamp twist wasn't musically enough for it to reach that next level to transcend um for me, at least. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So, of course, you know, Fulgerty's, it's notorious that Tom Fulgerty, John Fulgerty, the group was just kind of disbanded because they all started hating each other. And John uh, sort of got too big for his britches, but also, you know, he just wanted control. He just wanted total control. And he wrote most of the songs, so it was kind of a... So did Janet Jackson, I get it. Yeah, 
it was a weird scenario. Did you guys ever see though that commercial in the two thousands that was for Wrangler? No. So in the two thousands there was this commercial. I remember seeing it air maybe airing, and it was uh it was for Wrangler blue jeans, and it was uh, a fortunate son, and it was like was it Brett Favre? No, no, not that one. It was just. It was just all these, it was like kids and like clotheslines and, and like American flags like waving. Mm. It was close to like 4th of July and it was like <laughs> some people born to wave the flag. Sure. All the red, white, and blue and like this it's like super. like using, using Springsteen born in the USA. It's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Patriotic song. It's like super patriotic. Using lust and, for life and for they, going on a cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're using like. None of the it ain't me. Like they cut, they like skipped, oh, skipped ahead amazing. to the other part. No, it was no context. Though. Yeah, no context whatsoever. <laughs> it was amazing though. Good for uh, though he he was like, oh, this is garbage. He complained so much because people were like, oh, I saw the commercial and your songs in. I too have a fortunate son, <laughs> John. <laughs> His name is Philip, and he's on the honor roll. <laughs> he's an AP student. <laughs> we come from a nice Christian family. Wrangler, Wrangler pulled it though after he complained. Did they? they were yeah. like, "Good on them for at least at least making sure. up for it." If they didn't have the uh, wherewithal to do it right. God, it's so weird when stuff like that happens. It tangentially reminds me of. Some pizza company, I think it was Pizza Hut, were, I think, getting bands to write jingles for their stuffed cheese, cheese stuffed crust pizza. So they enlisted Ween. Where'd the cheese go? And who, who provided them with a few examples, I believe. The first was, yeah, where'd the cheese go to this, like, bouncy synth base. The second, which was, where'd the motherfucking cheese go at? Um, I don't know. It's like, they, they rejected him. The first one was would have been a brilliant jingle, just goofy as hell and... Um, but yeah, what do you expect when you hire Ween to write music? <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. Was, gonna they be... were still huffing Scotch card at that oh, point in time. Um, those are good tracks too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Bad Moon Rising, Lodi, and Where the Cheese Go. <laughs> there you go. All right, how do you ultimately feel? How do we ultimately feel? Um, I'd give this a positive. It, yeah. Credence deserves a spot in this book. This has more good songs than bad, and I think it's a uh, it, it definitely deserved it above the first one. And I, I haven't listened to the the next one, so I might recant on the third Credence in '69. But uh, but as of right now, yeah, I I think that it deserves its place, and this has a a lot of good songs on it. Yeah, pretty much what I was going to say, I'd give it a positive. I just think that, yeah, they're a good enough band to definitely to, to be in the book for just to hear that kind of style, that sort of straight ahead, what was going on there in 1969. Um, yeah, it just has a certain kind of like groove element that uh, that is that is kind of combines a little country, a little blues, a little rock and uh, simple. It's not too too hard but yeah it's cool i'm indifferent to it yeah i'm gonna go solid neutral i mean i could i could you know retroactively throw a vote in on the previous one as a negative and do a positive here but i don't know it's it just the first one did stink 
Yeah. I mean, I, I probably would have given that a negative and then felt more inclined to give this a positive, but it just, it doesn't really do it for me. I mean, mm-hmm. for those tracks, I mean, I, I will say those two combined, if you cultivated it a bit, I would give a positive. There's, there's good stuff on here. It's just not, yeah. not for me. All right. Right on. All right. Next time we'll be talking about the Beatles. <laughs> Abbey Road. Oh, no. All right. Thanks, y'all. Thank you.